Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 230 of the All Dolphins podcast on this Monday, February 26th, 2024. He's Omar. I am Pupar. See, it rhymes. Uh, We are going to talk today about Pupar and Omar. It rhymes. Okay. It doesn't rhyme? Okay. I didn't think so, but I'm... Par Omar, it doesn't rhyme? Par Omar, okay. Okay, all right, all right. Okay, I can see it. Oh, it's early in the morning. Holy moly. I like my know. It's early in the morning. Okay. Uh, today we are going to talk about uh, briefly uh, goings on of the Dolphin Challenge Cancer event on Saturday, and we're obviously going to focus more on the scouting combine, which begins actually today in Indianapolis and I, which is where I will be for the next podcast, the rest of the week. I'm going to be flying out this afternoon after Omar finish, finish up our little chat. We will start as we always do with our history lesson. Sorry, those who don't like it. Um, stop, exactly. stop explaining it. Just I, I'm, it. I'm trying to be polite to those who don't like it. Anyway, today is episode 230. So we're looking at the 30th overall pick in the draft where the Dolphins have had exactly one of those. I will give you some hints, Omar, before you can jump in and tell me if you know the player. The Dolphins actually had the 26th pick that year, traded back four spots with the Green Bay Packers to select. No, no, damn. They also got a fourth round pick in that draft to make the the move back four spots. They used a fourth round pick to move up in the fourth round to reclaim a pick that was there that they had traded to Houston. And with that pick, they selected Solomon Kimley. And the Packers, with that number 26 pick, selected Jordan Love. You know what's interesting about that Noah Igbenogany pick? And I'm not going to be a fraud and say that he wasn't part of my man crush list because I did have Noah as part of my man crush list as a second-round pick. Um, Noah, I don't know why he didn't pan out. He should have panned out because he had the athleticism, he had ability, um, just it just the mental just wasn't there. Lack um, of instincts. Yeah, lack of instincts. Um, but that pick should have been Antonio Winfield Jr. And the fact that he's going to be one of the top free agents out there on the market right now, if he doesn't get the franchise tag from the Buccaneers, man, I've always viewed the draft as pick a player who in five years you're going to have to give a rec- a, a pay-setting contract to. And that should be who, you, who you're selecting early in these rounds. And Antonio Winfield should have absolutely been the pick over Noah Igbenogany if you didn't want to go the running back route. And everybody says you shouldn't select the running back in the first round. I don't necessarily agree with that line of thinking, but I'm, I've been beaten down by life. So I, I, I don't fight that fight anymore. Um, yeah, the sad you- part about, sorry, Omar. The sad part about it is if they wanted to go the running back route, they could have had their pick of any of them because none had been picked before. So they yep. could have had CEH, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Cam Akers, and there was a uh, the Dylan Corey Dylan. No, not Corey Dylan. A.J. Dylan. So they could have had their pick of any of the running back, whichever flavor they flavor they wanted to to get. Uh, I would have had no issue. Antoine Winfield. Antoine Winfield's a baller. Yeah, no, 
that that regrettable mistakes you make those are the ones that are going to haunt you and noah unfortunately was a mistake but wisely on their part they dumped him uh and gave up the guaranteed contract and lower their cap number and got a player that they can dump and then they did dump him (laughs) then they did dump him so they unloaded the deal so that's a step in the right direction well, it was it was one last year, and then career update for Noah Benagani. He's now scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent this offseason. Yeah, if you want Noah, hell, no, no, I'm like no. <laughs> I, I, I was like thinking, like hell, if you want Noah, you can get him back for cheap. But I was like, no, let's not no. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's going to be the caliber of player that's going to be able to replace Xavier Howard. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of speaking, but of if you had actually drafted right. That, we don't know yet. We can't. Well, Noah was absolutely yeah. drafted to replace Xavier. And no, I'm talking about Cam Smith. Yes, yes. But I'm saying Noah was absolutely drafted to replace Xavier. Eventually, yeah. Yeah, because the writing was on the wall with X. That right. were, at some point, they're going to have to move on from him. Uh, speaking of X, I have a story up on the, this Monday morning. I actually have three stories up already on Dolphins, alldolphins.com. There we go. Come on. Um, there, there you go. There we go with the hearts. Uh, including one, so one on, on X, like some some of the fallout. A lot of interesting comments on Instagram to his post, um, along with what possibly could be next. Also addressing his place in Dolphin history. And yes, he has a place in Dolphin history among the best cornerbacks this team has ever had. Like him or not, that's unquestionable. Um, also a piece inside the quote-unquote swap of defensive coaches between the Dolphins and the Green Bay Packers with Anthony Campanelli going to Green Bay, Joe Barry coming to Miami with some cool behind-the-scenes stuff, and a major hat tip to Peter King, legendary NFL writer Peter King. The King. Yep, announced his retirement in a column, which included a foot – it was mostly like a career retrospective, included a very interesting dolphin nugget in in the section of 10 things I think I think. You you definitely want to check it out. we begin with the Dolphin Challenge Cancer event, which was Saturday at Hard Rock Stadium. That thing has blown up since it started in 2010 after one of the biggest faces of the franchise, Jim Mandich, player, longtime radio voice, was diagnosed with cancer, sadly, passed away in 2011. But they started that event in 2010. He's just grown and grown and grown and grown. This year, uh, President CEO, Vice Chairman Tom Garfinkel told us after the event, and he participated, in case you're wondering, he he rode 39 miles on a bike. Uh, they were anticipating to top 7,000 participants, raise more than $12 million. So major hat tip to what the Dolphins continue to do with that event. I eyeballed a bunch of Dolphin players, present and former, who took part, including Christian Wilkins. And before... We jumped to the conclusion of, well, that means he's staying because otherwise why would he take part in there? Cedric Wilson Jr. also took part in the bike race, and I don't think that anybody's expecting Cedric Wilson Jr. to be back. Javon Holland was there, Christian Wilkins, David Long Jr., Raheem Mostert, uh, saw Liam Eikenberg, Zach Sealer. They were not – the other players I already mentioned were riding the bike. Zach Sealer, Liam Eikenberg were doing the 5K. All started off with a speech from Stephen Ross and Mike McDaniel. Uh, Jalen Phillips, who is a board member of the DCC, could not write, obviously, but he made it a point as we, as he came over to talk to us, the, the group of Dolphin writers who were there. Hey, look, no boot, no scooter. Um, 
and he's just as cut as ever. And I'd forgotten. I mean, I, I've been around the dude like quite a bit. I'd forgotten just how tall he was. I was like, my lord. I, yeah. I you know, you really you always, no, you never forget. Oh my lord. I was like, damn, I'd forgotten how tall he was. Holy moly. He he falls into the uh, I was saying this today on the Joe Rose show. He falls into the Cameron Wake category of like guys who are just ridiculous workout warriors. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody is going to make it back on time, a nine month eight Achilles rehab, it would be it would be Jalen Phillips. So best of luck to him. And hopefully he doesn't suffer any setbacks because that's that's truly what it's about. Correct. And and we asked him specifically about are you ahead of schedule? And he's like, I don't know anything about schedule. All I know is everything. And again, probably chances are he wouldn't say it, um, especially if he was behind schedule. Um but he, he's talking about like the rehab's been great and all that, and there's and he's no setbacks, everything's been fine. He's communicating with Bradley Chubb, who's recovering from his torn ACL, and they're doing great. And one last thing on the the, the event before we move on to the combine, when we sat, we were sitting down with uh, Tom Garfinkel, and I know prepare to roll your eyes in five, four, three, two, one, because I know you're gonna do it because so many fans ask about it. I'm like, okay. Um, fans want to know what's the deal with the throwback uniforms. Will they ever become permanent? Um, and he basically provided the answer of we do it twice a year to commemorate, celebrate our history. And it makes it special that we do it twice a year. Again, he's certainly like, sorry, that didn't answer the question. Uh, can we get rid of the, you probably, you did a bad job of asking the question. The oh, question can we get rid? Can which is I think what the issue is, dolphin fans. Can we get rid of the supposedly happy dolphin? Which I they 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 say this dolphin looks happy. Not that you should look depressed or angry or mean. You know, it's a dolphin. Like like but what that wasn't we- the question. That's not the question I get all the time on Twitter and when I do mailbags. The question is why aren't why aren't they wearing the throwbacks permanently? Which is why I asked it that way. Why, why don't the throwbacks become the permanent jerseys? Why can't the that's, That's exactly what the question was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, why can't you change the logo back to the old logo? Should have been the question. Well, I'll try to do better next time, Professor. Right. Don't fail the people. You have your opportunity, and you squandered it. I you got a canned, weak answer what about. What else do you think? What else do you think he would have answered? Come on, man. He's gonna. He, he should have said. He should have said. Steve Ross loves this this logo too much and isn't going to change it. So wait for new ownership change do you honestly okay you really that's a realistic answer to expect so um i have zero qualms whatsoever when i ask a bad question and oftentimes i berate myself after the fact in this particular case sorry omar no i I have no issue the idea was to get dom garfinkel on the record why are they not switching to the permanents to the throwbacks permanently and he gave the answer which we kind of expected so Sorry if that question didn't measure up to your lofty. We, we can go. We can go back to so many different throwbacks. Is it just one throwback that the people really yes. like? Or the seventies throwback? That's the one that they love. Okay. Which is the one that they always wear, which okay. they will continue to wear twice a year. All right. I, probably personally, I, I, I don't really care that much about uniforms personally, but <laughs> for a lot of fans, it's. For some reason, it's important. Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, but but so they'll never go back to the '70s logo. Like, so what are we doing here? Like, but a lot of fans want them to. Yeah, but it's just nostalgic, and which is why they wear it twice a year, and you buy the merchandise, and and Nike wins. Like, well, and then the Dolphins win also. 
Uh, and that's, I think that's part of the issue. There was a team, I want to say the New York Giants maybe went back to their to their old-time logo at one point uh, after modernizing it for a while. So it's not unprecedented, but again, uh, based on Tom Graphical's answer. And then what Dan Marino said at the Super Bowl, which was basically that Stephen Ross loves in the uniform, so not happened. Okay, so Combine, I'm going to be in Indy. Like I said early, later today, weather actually is going to be really nice, except for Wednesday, which is crazy. Wednesday is like it's a low in the 20s and a high in the 60s. I mean, what is that? It's, it's indie. And I know, but it's. I always, I, I, and for those who don't know, the combine is not about athletes running 40 times and doing on-field drills. That's just the window dressing and the excuse that they use to gather up and get together. Um, and the medical checks, the measurements, um, the interviews with, with the players, but it's also about that. Those things are important for the draft pick, for the young, cheap labor that coming into the, the, the workforce. Um, hopefully your team is good enough to actually make good selections and add good players to their workforce, good, cheap labor. Um, Usually not, but it's about the tampering. It's about the negotiations. It's about the contract shakedowns. It's about the new deals that are going to get done. Um, and to me, the important thing is figuring out what is on the Dolphins to-do list. And, and atop that, in my opinion, should be to figure out, okay, Christian, we got till March 5th to get a multi-year deal done. What's the number? Let's negotiate. Let's get this done and, and not wait until March 5th. Um, because March is the date that they have to either use the franchise tag or they have to, or the transition tag. Um, and, and that's a topic, you know, since we talked to Beasley, the more I think about it, the more I look at it, there's a $3.6 million difference between the franchise tag and the transition tag. And ultimately, if you just want somebody to negotiate the contract for you, why not put the transition tag on? Now, mind you, you're you're in a hot mess financially. So no matter what, they're going to be able to put a poison pill in the contract that's going to make it difficult for you to actually match it, which is what teams do. And there are a lot of teams that have great cap situations and, and they could just screw you by putting a huge base salary on. But you're already, let's say you use the transition tag, you're already paying him $8.9 million in the, in the books. 18. So, it, it, I mean, 18, 18 million dollars. Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry, 18 million dollars. Small, small difference. So, do is it worth 3.6 million dollars, which is like an additional player in cap space, if not two? Is it worth 3.6 million dollars to prevent teams from bidding on it? Well, let's to- also explain that the transition tag gives the team the opportunity to match or you let them walk for nothing. The non-exclusive franchise tag, uh, you have the right to match. And if you don't match, you get two first-round picks as compensation. And teams generally don't do that anymore. I I think it happened with Sean Gilbert way back when. That's way before your time. Uh, And then there's the exclusive franchise tag, unless I'm mistaken, which is still available, which is a higher number. And that that the free agent can't even talk to anybody. Uh, But since nobody's giving up two first-round picks, and, and and let me let me let me put this in context so people players hate the franchise tag. It's not a it's not a welcome thing. So it's not a sign of respect. It's really they view it as a sign of disrespect because you're not taking care of me. You're making me play for one year on a high rate, but 
It's it's I have no injury protection. And generally, when guys go into contract goes go into years with in with the final year of guaranteed money, there they want a new deal. So Tyreek Hill wants a new deal. So he this is his final year where the money's guaranteed. Tyreek's like, pay me my money. Um, but here's the thing: if the Baltimore Ravens can slap Lamar Jackson with the franchise tag a non-exclusive franchise tag, which allowed anybody out there to bid and negotiate and everybody turned their nose up at Lamar Jackson, the MVP of the league. Can I jump in here real quickly? Is it possible that there was some sort of a, of an understanding among NFL owners of like, okay, go ahead, do that. We're not going to, we're not going to touch your QB. He's all yours. Is it possible? They would be the dumbest idiots. The Atlanta Falcons. Think about the Atlanta Falcons. I agree agree with you. Yes, there's collusion. Absolutely. When it's a league MVP, like what the hell were teams doing? Like seriously, Carolina Panthers, they traded players and picks for the quarterback for the number one spot when they could have just got Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but they were rebuilding. Atlanta, to me, is like the poster child of, I mean, had they had a quarterback, that team wins the NFC South, and I mean easy. Yeah, no. But but my point is that if Lamar Jackson, the MVP of the league, can be franchise tagged and then demand a trade and then he ultimately figure it out on, like, draft day, if, if they can make it work and figure it out, the Dolphins and Christian Wilkins can make it work. Now the question is, how committed are you to paying him twenty million plus a year, and do you feel that it's worth it? Now, if Christian goes to the open market, I have a I have a belief that he'll at least get nineteen million. I don't know if he'll get twenty, but uh, he'll he'll be handsomely compensated because Christian checks every single box that you want a player to check. Now the the question is, are teams playing paying good defensive tackles at? And considering the franchise tag is now twenty two million dollars. It seems like they are. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. They are play, paying those players that that high premium price. So, you know, the Indomitian Sioux days are, are are here. Everybody's getting the Indomitian Sioux money. Yep. I, and again, as we've discussed before, it's not just again what he provides on the field. He's he's a foundational piece. This was your first draft pick when you started the reset, rebuild, tank, whatever you want to call it. And he's also a tone setter, and he's Definitely. a leader on this team. And mm-hmm. and you mentioned that point, and yeah, I, I, what message does it send if you let that guy go? The idea of you're supposed to draft and develop. Well, I mean, talk about this was your draft and develop guy. This uh, is this is the hallmark of draft and develop. Like, there's injury. I mean, durability. He's gotten better every year. He's been a captain multiple years. Team leader, tone setter. Um, NFLPA rep. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that's usually held against them, but yes. Uh, so and then and then, furthermore, 
you couldn't agree on a price last off season. You basically went ahead and go ahead, play on the fifth year option and we'll see how it goes. And the dude did that and he balled out. So, um, but I agree with you. That's, that's number priority number one. And then after him, and by the way, I, want, I wanted to address this for, if anybody's wondering why the hell Indianapolis for the combine, it's because the downtown area is like, is like this small. You can walk from anywhere convention center to hotels where the teams are stationed and all that. Not a small uh, walk when it's cold though. But there everything's all they also have tunnels. You can you can walk inside from one place to another and it's massively convenient. I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna get an Uber from from the airport to the hotel and an Uber back from the hotel to the airport when I come back and that's it. I, you don't need a car in Indianapolis. You can walk yeah around. and they got those little scooters too that are out there. Well, I'm running know. I'm running one of those yes. Yeah I, I rode those I rode that around. Yeah. Oh Absolutely. Love that. It, much to my wife's chagrin. My wife's like, no, you got to be careful. I'll be fine. Uh, anyway, so that's why it's in Indianapolis. And that's why if you see, if you're wondering, because there's talk every once in a while of let's put it in LA and all that or somewhere else. And you you, you will know, you'll see on Twitter, all the NFL writers are like, no, you got to keep it in Indy. You got to keep it in Indy. Uh, yeah. So for Chris, Chris Perkins hates Indy. Why? He, he, Let me guess. It's, it's too cold. It can get cold, but again, look, this week it's not going to be cold. It's not going to be cold. But. It's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a can city. He like it's it's like a chain franchise. He doesn't like he doesn't like Indy because it's 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 very it's very redundant and has no character in his mind. But I'll let him speak for himself. But, yeah, this is what maybe we'll have to do a repeat a return appearance of Perkins and Beasley on another. Yes, Chris Perkins hates Indy and Orlando. He'll he's fine with all the other cities, Green Bay and whatever, whatnot. Buffalo, he loves Buffalo. I don't know how, but he hates Indy and Orlando. Yes, but Orlando, and I have no issues with either of them. Disney has Orlando. I mean, Orlando has Disney World. How can you hate Orlando? Come on, Chris. I have kids. Good point. Yeah, but but Disney World's fun for adults. But I do. Hey, hate, we, I hate we Disney World too, so what? I hate Disney World too. Just yeah, but just wait till you take Mila and you see the joy on her face, and you'll be like, oh. and then maybe you, the, the the child in you, the kid in you, is going to be like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. And they they come up with new rides all the time. Anyway, uh, then I agree with you. Christian Wilkins has to be priority number one, and and then you move on from there. I did a story ranking the free agents and their likelihood of returning at alldolphins.com. Which Omar has kept up there. Very good. Okay, there you go. Uh, I I had number two. I am uh, I'm trying to say it was Connor Williams or Robert Hunt. It's got to be one of those two. You see, like the best the national media outlets doing those best fit story, and I've seen Robert Hunt of the San Francisco 49ers from two different outlets. You can shake your head. No, I they're dude. not they're not spending money on a, a guard. Mm-mm. Not San Fran. Mm-mm. Not how they're built. Okay, well. That's, they spend money on a tackle when they sign Trent or when they acquire Trent. So, there's a difference, but Tony Williams is the best tackle in the NFL. Like, he's up there. He's up there. That, that, anyway, he, this is not me saying this. This is a national media outlet. There were two different ones who said Robert Hunt as a good fit for the 49ers, which are which Omar is massively poo-pooing. But such I am massively poo-pooing. Love it. Love. I want Rob to go and get his money, and I want him to be like I. People don't realize Rob has played four years on his on a rookie deal. He hasn't really made real money in the NFL. This is his first time and opportunity where he's going to have a chance to make real money. What he'll make in his first year of his contract is going to be more than he's made in his first four years. Right. So 
And this, contract, is what, and that's, this, this is what sets up generational wealth. So I want him to succeed, but he's not high on my to-do list for the combine. In the combine, you know what I do? Drew Rosenhaus, we got to sit down. We got to make, we got, we got, a, we got a cap situation here and help me help you. Let's get Tyreek an extension. Let's get this deal done before the wide receivers hit the market. And then they set new pace deals because obviously Tyreek is the number one highest paid wide receiver and he wants to remain the highest paid wide receiver. Better to do the deal now than two guys jump ahead of him and you're going to have to compensate him drastically more. So um, let's keep him at his $30 million a year pace and let's give him a nice fat $25 million signing bonus. Um, stretch out those cap numbers, stretch out those years, add two more years to deal. I know me and Beasley fought about this. He doesn't yeah. want to spend an aged Tyreek. I'm sorry. Tyreek is just fine as, as he is. He's also, and I'm gonna, I don't want to rehash the same counterpoints as I did before. I don't want to. He's another guy. I'm not sure you want to lock yourself in. He did limp oh, to the okay. You need to create cap space. Who, you, you don't want to lock yourself in. Who do you no. want to? Who do you want to lock yourself in? In Bradley Chubb is your option. Do you, are you restructuring a guy coming off Certainly Christian Philly? Wilkins. Certainly Christian Wilkins. Okay, that, that's that's a whole different ball game because Christian okay. needs Christian's either tag, release, not release, but let let him hit the market, or sign him to a multi year one hundred and twenty million dollar deal. Okay, you you make you make the choice of what you want to do. That that's 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 there. I think they're going to tag him because. Christian is a perfect opportunity to extend when you get that, when you get hit Christian and, and, and Tua are the guys that when you get that Xavier Howard money, you can, you can use that to kind of extend, extend them then. Um, but right now I'm worried about, I need to create cap space. There's only certain mechanisms and players that can help you create cap space. They are Tyreek Hill, Jalen Ramsey, Bradley Chubb, Zach Sealer. And I'm not even going to count um, Durham Smite and Alec Ingold and, you know, the, the smaller money guys. And I hate to say smaller money because not. You I, know, I, I'll take that smaller money. Yeah. But, you know, and a lot of those players like Bradley Chubb, do you really want to restructure his contract and add another year of guaranteed money commitment when you don't know where he's going to come back from an injury? Do you really want to do that? Or, or, or how, you know, like, how do you, how do you create the money if you're not going to extend your really good players? And Tyreek Hill is atop the list of really good players. No, he is. I'm, I'm not debating, I'm not debating his value. I mean, I voted for him for MVP team and he was team MVP the past two seasons. I'm not arguing his value. I'm saying exactly how long do you want to commit to the guy? All I'm saying is add two extra years to Tyreek's deal. And you add two extra years to Tyreek's deal. You get the cap space. We're right now, at the they're end gonna of the do something. They're going to do something. I know they're going to do something because his cap number is too high. I mean, that, that's that's not a question. But Yeah, I mean, his cap number is $31 million. You lit, he's got 20, he's got 27, uh, 19.7 million coming to him right now. You could give him all but a million dollars in base salary in a signing bonus. And just right. and signing bonus, then throw on some roster bonuses. You could get yourself a good 20, 25 million dollars in cap space off Tyreek alone if you extend him. Now the question is, 
do you want to do that? And why wouldn't you? Like, are you scared of a, a 33-year-old Tyreek Hill? Because you realistically, if you extend him now, you basically be guaranteeing him the next three years. And then the deal would be fake money will, would surface it when he's 33. Are you worried about Tyreek at 33? Like, are you? I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a slam dunk. He's going to be Tyreek in, in, in three years. I, I okay, but why am I worried about it now? Why would I? It, do you do you need to focus on three years future from now? If you're Chris Greer and you're at this pivotal point, you're at a critical stage. You need to create a ridiculous amount of cap space. You need to have tough decisions to make. You're probably going to get fired based on these decisions that you do make, whether or not they pan out or they don't pan out. Am I worried about three years from now with Tyreek Hill? Dude, if when you're gonna face now, yes, if you're gonna go look at it like that, you're absolutely right. Then just extend everybody and to hell with three years on the road. I mean, like, why the hell would I care about three years from now if I'm Chris Greer? Like, my job's on the line now. Okay, but somebody's got to sign off on this. Like, I use Steve well, Ross. You think, Chris, you think Steve Ross is not signing off on Tyreek Hill, the best player in the NFL? I don't know if I go as far as the best player in the NFL, 10 to playmakers. Okay. Name a name a better playmate. No, no, that, that, I'm not arguing with you again. You're, Christian you're just, McCaffrey. Okay, one, two. Like, no, no, that's fine. Uh, he's the best player in the NFL is Mahomes, but that's a different story. Anyway, uh, well, best best non quarterback playmaker. Okay, fair enough. I'm, I don't have no issue with that. I'm, I don't have any issue with that. Um, but yeah, I can I can see. But going back to your point, yes, major conversation with Drew Rosenhaus because he not only represents Tyreek, he represents Connor Williams. Uh, he represents Jerome Baker. And there's got to be a discussion there because his cap number is 14.8 for 2024. And is that palatable? I, I think you can, I think, you know, the fact that they did not release Jerome when they released Emmanuel Ogba and Xavier Howard means that we still have work to do. Um, I'm sure that Drew is going to take him to the market and see what he could potentially get. Um, in Indy for what the interest level is for Jerome Baker um, that need inside linebackers. Jerome has been a productive, productive starter for how many years has he been starter? Six years. Six, six years in the NFL, a six year starter in the NFL. That's generally been relatively durable, versatile play outside linebacker, play inside linebacker, three, four, first four, three, verse. So, the question is, what's the market for it? And I think you're at about two years, $10 million. Now, that could definitely help the Dolphins create a little cap space. You give him a David Long deal and see where this goes. See if he's a good fit for this new defensive coordinator. Or if you're Jerome Baker, maybe you're looking for a fresh start. Maybe you're looking to branch out and, and go somewhere else. Maybe you're tired of losing. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens, how that plays out. But oh, come on. Just say tired of losing. I mean, dude, they they've had four consecutive winning seasons, made the playoffs twice. Matt, let me correct myself. Tired of losing in the playoffs. Tired, tired of not being a contender. Yes. Tired Wait, of losing to Buffalo, as Jerome says. What's the market for for, for Jerome? And, and I like Jerome. He's a he's a good dude. He's a he's a solid player. But is he really an impact player who's going to get a lot of of attention on the market? I think he's going to get five five million dollars easily. Correct. His cap number is 14 right now. So, yes, absolutely. I, and totally with you on there. Like, there's a discussion to be had with, like, Drew. This is what we, we're thinking. Yeah. Maybe the Dolphins already have a number in mind and have, a, have, have thrown it at Drew. Or they're going to tell Drew, 
go see what you can get on the market. Come back to us. And if, if, give us and, a and, and they're, they're, I mean, that's how Jalen Ramsey got to the Dolphins. His agent was shopping him to NFL teams at the combine and the Dolphins were extremely interested in, in, in high bidders. And that's another issue of things that the Dolphins need to add to their to-do list. There are players who are going to be out there who are going to be dislodged from their team, just like a potentially Jerome Baker might be dislodged from their team. You can find a way to improve your roster with dislodged players. And this, this franchise has done so basically throughout the Chris Greer and Mike Tannenbaum era. And I don't see any reason why you can improve this roster and create some cap space that route. Now, it might cost you some draft picks. And as you know, the draft picks, not having draft picks is why you haven't been able to create a good nu- nucleus of young players on this roster. So it, it, it you know, they're, they're tough decisions to make, but this is why Chris Greer gets paid the big bucks. Correct. Uh, I want to backtrack here because you, you mentioned, by the way, it's like a little nugget here. So apparently, because you talk about, what the combine is really about. And from a prospect standpoint and teams checking out, it's basically the, the, the 15 minute interviews they get and also the medicals a lot more so than the, the Olympic, the uh, underwear Olympics, quote unquote. And strangely enough, like there's a lot of guys who actually train hard to perform well at the combine. And then we'll switch to football training, which is different uh, after the combine is done because the idea is they want to put like put up good numbers where it really should be all about the tape, the game tape. But that's a different story. Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, so apparently the book on him is he's not going to do any of the combine drills because he wants to train for football. And he's going to be like a top five pick regardless. So I don't think that's – So what, is he not running a 40? He's not no. doing a combine, but he's, is he going to do his pro day stuff? Based on I have I have to look I saw just saw the headline not doing anything at the com I'm I'm guessing if he's not training for that then he's not training for anything. No 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 he's got to be training for he's he's gonna have to do no he's doing football training not okay that makes sense I mean no combine training no that doesn't mean that you can't jump do a vertical and run a forty I mean but yeah I can totally understand where 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 he's coming from he's Marvin Harrison. Junior, he'll be a top five pick in this draft and probably will walk away from this draft as probably the best player in it, um, depending on how quarterback performs. So I can tell you that, Jen, that I think it was Daniel Jeremiah when he did his marathon conference call or Zoom session with writers last week said that the three best players, or he may have put on Twitter, whatever, the three best players in this draft very well may be the top three wide receivers. It's a dude from Washington, uh, Odunze, I believe his name is. Um, Neighbors from LSU and Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and as far as the Dolphins are concerned, sorry, Omar. Uh, as far as the Dolphins are concerned and prospects, I mean, again, we'll, we'll know more as far as their positional needs, but the approach. They need I, everything. Pretty much. As I said before, the approach should be get, a guy, get guys in the first two rounds if they hang on to their picks get guys who are going to contribute like H-Hand did last year as opposed to Cam Smith and Channing Tindall. Mm-hmm. And there, there's um, there is also some buzz out there locally that Patrick Sustain Jr. is on the market. I'm sure the Dolphins will have the conversations to see if he is procure, procurable. But um, I think that if the Denver Broncos are going to trade Sertain, 
uh, it's going to be for more than the twenty-first pick. So I, I just I was going to say that. I mean, if it, I'll, I'll do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, no, everybody will do it in a heartbeat for. But I think it, you know, I think you'll hear some talk about that during the combine, and while Dolphin fans will be absolutely excited about the possibility of Patrick Sertain Jr. coming here. I just don't think it's doable for Miami because mm, they don't have much to offer when other teams can offer plenty more. So this well, is something. Can, so for tell me, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, would you consider a first this year and a second next year? No, no. From which standpoint? From the Denver standpoint or from the Dolphins standpoint? From the Dolphins standpoint. No, because then I still have to give him a, a pay-setting contract. Well, correct. Uh, how about how about I actually go in the draft and get my own and actually develop my own and find the next Xavier Howard? You've done it once, maybe you could do it again. How, how about how about we do that? Not to say that he's not a talented player who could be a difference maker, who can't be a great compliment to Jalen Ramsey, but I'm sorry, it it's. You you you've you've been you've done this road so many times, and that's the point. And you've also mentioned yourself. I'm gonna I'm gonna use your words against you. That look for the Dolphins to make that kind of splashy move. They are. Uh, they absolutely team. are. I just don't think they have. If it's a twenty, if it's the twenty first pick, sign me up. I'm good. You just can't continue to give away your future for for this run. And if if adding certain. Is that adding certain that drastically much better than have keeping Xavier at some point, keeping Xavier at a lower price? Uh, I mean, certain's better right now. Certain's better right now, but is he, he's still going to require an Xavier $19 million. Sure. So why would I, why would I do that when I could possibly get Xavier back for eight? Because one's 25 and the other one's 30. I'm not, I'm not thinking long-term. I'm just thinking about winning in 2024 because after that. Because X has been bothered by injuries the last two years, and then those things don't generally tend to, to stop happening. I'm agreeing with you, but why would I do certain at 19 and a first and a second when I could just do exit eight for one year? Again, because the expectation. See, I don't think the, the move of uh, moving on from X to me wasn't solely about this cap number. Even okay. because to me it was about he's gotten hurt the last two years, mm -hmm. uh, and again he's not getting any younger for a cornerback. Mm -hmm. And you start getting injuries like that; mm -hmm. they usually tend to go like this. They don't like all of a sudden bounce back. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's why I think the Dolphins decided, yeah, he's not anywhere. He's not worth the money we're giving him anymore. It wasn't an issue of. Yeah, I mean, nobody, nobody's going to say he's worth the money that they were on the books to pay him. But that's why that that's the game of the business of the league, which is why I always tell people when the guaranteed money's up, the deal is up. No, so um, like stop, you know, unless it heavily favors a team, the guaranteed money's up, the deal's up. So it'll be interesting to see how they move forward. I, I think there's also a laundry list of guys that they're going to talk to see about signing for one year, $2 million deals um and give just just give out a laundry list these are our offers if you can you know the nick needham's of the world the brandon joneses of the world if you can go find something better please do so 
Or first come, first serve. This is our offer. We're going to put it out to five different guys. First, first come, first serve. The Deshaun Elliott's of the world. And then and then I think Duke Riley probably needs to – you could add a, a year to Duke Riley's contract, get yourself some cap space. So I the number is very high, though. No, but it, it'll, it'll help you create some. Three no. Yeah. So. Okay, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, next time we speak, I will be in Indy. Yes, and um, we'll figure out how we will do that. And what day does Mike t- Mike McDaniel talk? Mike McDaniel is scheduled to speak at Podium 6 on Tuesday at 1 p.m. Tuesday at 1 p.m. So we will be podcasting after Tuesday at 1 p.m. Um, looking forward to that. And we will be back later this week. And we'll figure out what we do. But Poupard's at the Combine. So we'll be here. I'll be filling in on Joe Rose Show Thursday and Friday. Um, but you know how we do it. On alldolphins.com, you can find all our work for free. No paywall, no subscription, no monthly charge to your credit card. And Poupart's got three stories up right now, and I'm going to produce something about the Dolphins' to-do list for the Combine. Looking forward to seeing you later this week. As you know, we're here all week. So you can get your Dolphins content right here at All Dolphins. All righty, folks. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.